it's been a little bit since we've had a perspective series episode, but I can't think of a better person to have a perspective series episode with after all this time than Katie Beth Robertson. I know. I'm so excited. This is our first powerful woman to have on the Dynamic Power podcast for our perspective perspective series. <laughs> yes, and so. it's very interesting. She has a lot going on. Yeah. Uh, very cool to hear her story and her journey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she is truly an amazing woman. I mean, just everything that she does, that she juggles, and she does it with such grace. So, so we hope you enjoy Katie Beth Robertson. Yes. Let's go. Katie Beth, welcome to Dynamic Power Podcast. Thank you so much for being on. Hey. Yeah, guys. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. Cool. All right. Sounds like you got some uh, some livelihood at your house back there. Kids are in full force. <laughs> yeah. Ollie's learned. So I have triplets for those of you who don't know. And my boy is a wild animal. And so... He's learned how to crawl out of his crib, no matter how low we put the mattress. And so he has a mattress in the crib and out of the crib. Nice. He on that door and just like shakes the heck out of it. So if you hear sounds, he's yes. fine. The, the, life of, the life of a mom. Love it. Yes. Ever changing. Flinging pens around here. So there we go. So it's just madness. It's chaos everywhere. <laughs> That's life, though. That's right. We <laughs> live in well, we certainly appreciate you having on. We know we, uh, you know, we we missed last week, right? We were trying to set something up for last week, and that and that fell through. So uh, again, thank you uh, for being on. So as you know, you know, we 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 do have a a list of staged questions, um, and we do that namely just so we can get the conversation going. So mm-hmm. we'll 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 hit you with the first one here. All right, Katie Beth. So this being the Dynamic Power Podcast, what does the word power mean to you? Well, so I am a super nerd and I looked up, (laughs) I was like, okay, so what does the dictionary say about power first before I like dig into this? And all of my questions are now erased, but I remember it was basically saying like, it is the capability of accomplishing something. So basically the ability to finish something, Mm -hmm. which is really interesting because in my opinion, like I think of like souped up power cars or I think of like Clydesdales, right? Like something that like has a presence when it enters the room and it does impressive things. Like when I think of something powerful, I think of a large presence that makes stuff happen. And so not exactly what the dictionary says, but in my brain, how it works, yeah. that's kind of what I think about. So yeah. one of those Budweiser horses, really. I love that. Nice. Ooh, love it. Yeah, cool. that's a good one. We always get different answers and it's great that we get, yeah. you know, different answers on it, that it's not everybody's like, oh, it's this and it's the same thing every time. So, yeah. that would uh, just be yeah. dull. so we don't want that. Yeah, no, for sure. Uh, so you had made mention earlier at the beginning that you do have triplets. So, so tell us about Katie Beth, right? So we, we you know, uh, for the listeners that, that don't know you um, and don't know that you're full of life and, and just energy, um, kind of explain, you know, where you're at, where you came from, what, you know, where you are, where you are today. 
Yeah, absolutely. So um, I am my current state of life. I'm a wife, a mother, um, an entrepreneur, a personal trainer. And so I am married to the phenomenal and ever patient Jace Robertson. And I have three babes. They are Catherine, Ava, and my boy Oliver. So we also have a female dog. So I'm a dog mom. And there's a lot of estrogen in this house. Yeah. And Oliver, like you can tell that poor guy is just... <laughs> Out, outpowered, if you will, because we've got some strong ladies and he's just a delicate little man. But uh, so let's see. I, how far back do you want me to go? Do you want to know? What do you want to know exactly? Well, how far back do you want to go? So, so you're, so the, the, the triplets are uh, roughly about 18 months. Mm -hmm. They are. So, so let's go back. Maybe uh, you and Jace met. What well, I mean, not that we get to get into detail with that, but. You know, obviously, at some point, you were Katie Beth only, and oh, then yeah. you, you got into a relationship. You guys had triplets, so there's been this whole kind of thing that's journey. happened, uh, this journey, yeah. definitely, um, you know, since yeah. you were just a lone wolf Katie Beth. Yeah, man, that was a good time. <laughs> so, I mean, this is a good time. That was a really good time. So, lone wolf Katie Beth was a sales and marketing professional. So, I've worked um, in logistics. I moved trucks and trains around the United States for a while. I've worked in pipeline sales and marketing. So, down in Houston. Um, and then I moved up to Oklahoma and worked in sales and marketing in a construction company. So wow. that was family owned. It's never really, I've never really worked in a profession that was geared toward my major, which is really funny, you know, cause mm -hmm. we spend so much time, effort and money to gain this diploma. And then we're yeah. like, Oh, so wait a minute, the real world doesn't function according to my GPA. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, um, but yeah, so I did that for a while. So I've been a few places here and there, experienced some really cool people, met um, people from all over the world. Houston's a big melting pot, so created like a really cool multicultural circle of friends, which is neat because that's kind of hard to find in Oklahoma for the most part. Yeah. Um, and then when I moved home, met this decently attractive young man named Jace, who is also <laughs> involved <laughs> in the construction industry. Um, so he's a safety and environmental no, he's an environmental and safety manager. Mm -hmm. So he's the guy that comes by all of my construction sites and says, none of this is up to code <laughs> and make, gets me in trouble. So um, we met through that, kind of hung out for a little bit, realized we might like each other forever, you know? Mm -hmm. So got married, we had the triplets and I have since quit my job in construction and jumped into what's always been a passion of mine, which is physical fitness. Mm -hmm. Been fit since I was little, was raised like every other 90s kid outside on my big, mm -hmm. like big wheel tricycle. I was riding bikes, I was rollerblading and neon rollerblades, like right. always yeah. active and I've always been in sports or something. And so finally following more of a passion than a, mm -hmm. you know, a dictated path, if you will. Yeah. So, yeah, so I like that. Yeah, I can definitely get can definitely get behind that, right? I think both oh, yeah. of us can. So, and and of course, uh, you know, for the listeners, Katie Beth um, is a trainer at the same, or is a coach, sorry, a fitness coach at the same uh, facility that we we do uh, fitness coaching in as well. Um, so there's the connection is how we know Katie Beth. Mm -hmm. And so, um, so kind of on the back end of that question, so. So now you're you're an Arbon rep, right? You're your yeah. consultant. I don't know what the necessary specific <laughs> language is behind that, 
Um, but so that is that kind of what led you is that what started your entrepreneurship was the was kind of the joining of Arbon or was there something is there something else that kind of made you go I want to do something for myself yeah great question so it wasn't necessarily Arbon. I actually come from a family that's full of entrepreneurs. So my father has been the CEO of multiple different companies. He just kind of like hops around. He owned a coffee roaster for 17 years. All four of us were raised working there in the warehouse, hands-on, like work with him. Um, my oldest brother owns a construction company, the one that I worked for. My other brother owns a rifle stock company. So he builds competitive rifle stocks for those shooters. Nice. And my sister, little sister and her husband own just built by themselves, built an RV park and are now managing that on top Very of cool. the other work that he does. So yeah. we've just always been kind of like leaning toward following a path that we mm -hmm. desire over what's typical, if you will. Mm -hmm. um, but I will say that, so I joined Arbon last December and there's four different promotional levels and I'm at two of four, which is really cool. So I'm an area manager mm -hmm. nice. and I have learned more about like service through information, if you will, from mm -hmm. December until now than I did through all of college and all my other like sales and marketing jobs. And it's more, you know, learning how to like love on everyone around you, which I think at the end of the day makes you a better entrepreneur. Because we're all doing what we want to do to serve others, right? So yeah. at the end of the day, like most of us do something in the service right. world, right? right? Because y'all are trainers, I'm a trainer. We lead, but we lead through service because we're here to help them better themselves. And that's just a really cool position to be in. So Arbonne has definitely educated me a lot and pushed me in different ways. Mm -hmm. um, but the entrepreneurship has been something that I've wanted to go after for a while. So yeah. Yeah. yeah, that is awesome. I, you know, and I, and I love that, right? Because for us, right, we're, we're, you're how, if you don't mind saying, let everybody know how old you are, because I think it's awesome that you are the age that you are and, and you're in this push to, you know, create your own life and create, you know, you're building the stuff that you actually want to do and be a part of, right? Where, where a lot of us, and even I found myself in that up to about a year and a half ago, Molly and I both were in a position where it was like, we're living somebody else's dream and there's nothing wrong with that. Um, but there was just this, this switch that flipped in our heads that said, wait, hold on a second. Mm -hmm. I, I actually have the power and the, and, and can, you know, tell myself and give myself permission to be like, Hey, I may not necessarily like working here and I can create something on my own or, you know, help create or use somebody else's creation to advance me in an entrepreneurial facet. Um, so I think that's pretty cool. Right? So, for us, I say we're a little late to the game only because we're in our mid 40s, where, where you, when you're in your late 20s, I'll just keep it kind of nostalgic like that. We won't <laughs> say your specific age, but you're in your late 20s. Um, and so I think that's what's cool, right? Is, is that's why we do this uh, on our podcast, this perspective series, um, is to allow people to enter into the mind, if you will, of somebody else. Um, because one of the things that I read early on and, and I, and I, Molly and I continually tell to each other, if there is something that I know or something that I've learned that I do not put out into the world, then I am, then I am not helping someone or I'm just yeah. being selfish. Um, that. so that's kind of why we're at, why, why we do what we do, especially with the perspective series on our podcast. Um, I had the question and I just started rambling and lost the, <laughs> I think the original question that I had asked. You asked um, my, my age. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Which is late twenties. We'll just leave it at that. That's yeah. Sounds, so that sounds I mean, awesome. Yeah, I'm so I'm 29, but 
but I like what you said because I feel I'm 29 I feel like I'm late to the game which is really interesting wow. yeah um I will say so we you know there's that quote that no regrets right everyone's mm -hmm. like I've done some stuff, but no regrets, right? I'm like, no, bro, I got some regrets. So <laughs> I remember specifically, so I went to Oklahoma State here in Oklahoma, and, and I was not the best student. Shocking, I know, because I like people over projects, and so I talked to people instead of doing my projects. <laughs> but um, I remember my daddy called me one day when I was driving to class, and he said, hey, Katie Beth, if I gave you a check tomorrow for what it would cost for you to finish college and you and I start a business side by side and I help you do that would you do that over finishing college mm -hmm. and if I could go back to that very moment passing that stupid Valero gas station in my yellow and my not yellow my white Xterra like just like no dad I don't I'm an independent college student living <laughs> with your money. like if I could go back to that uh -huh. moment and start in the mindset that I have now yeah. at like 19 years old, man, yeah. man, like right. I wish that I could do that. And I, that's what I want for our kids, you know? I'm like, maybe they'll go the college route and do all that stuff. But if we have a 15 year old entrepreneur that just like walks in, he's like daddy, or she walks in, like wants to start a business, we're gonna let them pursue that. Yeah. You know, fail or succeed, we don't care. We, you know, if you wanna fail a hundred times before you succeed, awesome and we're gonna be yeah. there for you so like 29 is still considered young in the scheme of like life scale but I'm like man mm -hmm. 11 years later yeah. <laughs> you know so I get that yeah. feeling I do yeah no for sure so what's the one thing that changed your path from who you were to who you have become cool so that is my children mm. so um <laughs> I Jace and I were not attempting to have kids like um i actually at a certain point didn't know if kids were in my you know my ideal five-year plan if you will mm -hmm. and uh, had a lot more adventures in my head i wanted to move to a different state like a year and a half later things like that mm -hmm. and so we got pregnant unexpectedly mm -hmm. and then at that 10-week appointment we found out that we were pregnant with three <laughs> oh my gosh so it was like, you know, we hold our plans, if you will, with a closed fist. Like we have this idea of our future right here. And then, you know, God or, and whatever happens in your future just like slowly opens those. And they're like, let it go. Just let go of those things that you're clinging so tight to. Like the path you think you're on is not the path you're on, you know? Yeah. And so I was the most terrifying, but has been the most rewarding, amazing, phenomenal change in my life and completely unexpected. So mm -hmm. I would say yeah. those little yeah. rascals yeah. <laughs> had a big impact. <laughs> Huge. Yeah. yeah. And I, and, and, you know, I think, I think one of the things that Molly and I find, find, um, I wouldn't say glamorous, but, but cause we're from the outside looking in, because I don't think you having 18 month old triplets is glamorous like day after day. Um, but, but the, but the thing about it though is, 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 I mean, you know, everybody's got like something there, there's something that everybody has that kind of leads them into this, this, this valley of, of the unknown or, or even the valley of creation maybe is even a better way to say it. Mm -hmm. um, and, and, you know, I noticed following you on social media, which, you know, all her stuff is in the, in the show notes here for the podcast is how you can reach out to Katie Beth. But, you know, you, you, you've taken on a big stride as to 
look, I'm, I'm, I'm competing. I'm going to be competing. You know, I, I, I'm trying to be an entrepreneur and guess what? I've got triplets. And I, and, you know, I think that's very awesome that you're, you're, you're using, using that not in like a bad way, but you're using that as like a, Hey, if I can do this, <laughs> right. you know, there, there, there's obviously people can too, like just normal, you know, people can do it as well. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I think that's very awesome. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I think that's one of my, not, I don't think I know that that's one of my main goals. Cause I like now being a mom and having experienced the things like the postpartum issues that a lot of women come across, the fact that your body muscle structure, everything is vastly mm -hmm. different post delivery, post carrying a life in you. Mm -hmm. um, I just want through this process of doing a show, a show is not for everyone, but I do want women to know that like your physical journey is not over after you have kids. So don't ever tell yourself that lie because you know, there's so many women that come back after having kids and they're stronger they're faster, they have more energy. Like if you are gonna dictate your future and if you decide that you're gonna be a healthier mama, then, then anyone can do that. You know, Absolutely. lifestyles are busy, but I know that I know and I believe so strongly in powerful women, you know? So for sure, that's kind of the purpose behind this show is to let women know that like, it's not over girlfriend, <laughs> we're doing it, you know? No, and, and you are my, uh-oh, we lost her. Not only is Katie Beth, our first female on the perspective series of our podcast, mm -hmm. but as fortune would have it, as we were recording what you just listened to, she had a power outage mm -hmm. and got disconnected from the call. So we were unable to continue at that time. Fast forward, three months later, we are yeah. the stars aligned and we finally had her back on. Yes. So here is the rest of what we weren't able to get to the first time we had her on the podcast. Yes, enjoy. Am All right, so we're back for round two with Katie <laughs> Beth. Yes. Hello. We had some technical difficulties last time, so we had to cut it off kind of mid recording. recording. So we're back. We're back, and 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 it's been you know we it cut off mid recording, but also three months have happened since yes. <laughs> the first recording, and and now the second one. But hey, we're here, yeah. so let's let's jump kind of in the first recording. We talked about you preparing for the competition that you were preparing for, mm -hmm. and so bring us up to date now how how that went. That that was a month ago, I believe. So mm -hmm. give us the skinny rundown. All right. So competed in Oklahoma City in the NPC Grand Prix, and it was a national qualifier, which this year, normally only the first, only the top two of each class qualify for nationals. This year, I think due to COVID, I'm assuming it's just how many people didn't do the shows this year. It was top five that qualified for nationals. And so I was bikini division. My class was D, so I was in the taller group, and I competed in the open and the novice. And so in novice group, I believe I got fourth, and open, I got fifth. So I did place that top five, which is really cool and really encouraging because, you know, like when there's a lot of really tough competition, those women are complete studs. And so, like backstage, you get, you got to get in that right mindset to where you're like, okay we're competing. We're doing this. Dang, yeah. she's ripped. No, it's fine. Like, you know, so it turned <laughs> yeah. out pretty good. I actually met quite a few friends backstage at shows is such a unique 
um, thing because you're able to talk to people and hang out with them because you're there for like hours. And so you meet a really incredible group of people with all have unique and awesome personalities and stories behind why they do what they do. Yeah. And so all, over, all around, it was a really, really good time. So very proud cool. of myself. That's awesome. Very so awesome. Yeah, it was. We wish we could have been there because yeah. we would have been there if this other thing wouldn't have come up that took us away for the weekend. But uh, we were definitely cheering you on in spirit, oh, and yeah. uh, we're, you know, we're happy. Video with... Morning, and yeah. it's so nice. It's like, oh, oh yeah. my gosh! So, so we're. I'm going to take a little slant from our normal, um, you know, questions that we ask. So, so give me, give me, give us three things that that you learned. Um, from competing just just overall right like you know I, I think a lot of times people go through um, different scenarios or different things in their lives and they and they don't you know extract kind of hey what's a lesson that I learned from this you know um, and, and I know for me especially being um, you know quite a little bit older that I wish I would have you know kind of recorded that down in the Rolodex, if you will, mm -hmm. when I was 29, right? Because I did 29, it was like, screw the world. I know everything. I don't, I, no one can tell me anything. You know, the typical <laughs> late 20s male. So um, what, are, what are three things that you learned from competing? And I know this was your second time, so I, I'm sure you still learned some things. Yeah, I'll actually, if you don't mind, I'll just compare the two times. Yeah. They were very different, very different mindsets going in, very different times of life going in. Mm -hmm. So my first competition was in 2017. I um, was, you know, I ran daily. I was already very small starting my prep. I was with um, a person at the time that it was a desire of mine to be very fit and lean in order to look a certain way. And it wasn't because I, you know, that it wasn't to necessarily make me a better person or to only reach a goal, but it was more to like, please said person so that they would then say, okay, you're, you're lean enough now. You're cute, you know, and that's silly, but, yeah. but I think that we've all been there, you know, when our goals aren't exactly for us and they're not to build us as a person, but instead for, you know, onlookers, which is mm -hmm. tough, but I think a common um, struggle for any human being. So mm -hmm. doing that, that taught me a lot of structure. So the first show I think taught me the beauty of structure, which is like you wake up, you're dedicated to do that cardio, you stick to that meal plan, and then you work out at night. So creating that structure in your life, which is very important, especially mm -hmm. when you're in your mid to late twenties, kind of like being a fool, <laughs> you need a little bit of structure in your life. Right. Um, so that was probably my biggest takeaway from that. This second one was post two abdominal surgeries, one, two months before I got pregnant and then one, seven months after I got pregnant. So delivering kids, obviously. Mm -hmm. and having to adjust to a new body and it was so interesting because you'd imagine that there was this confidence that came with the pre-baby bod which was so not true because I had so much more confidence pre-show this time than before mm -hmm. and it was more of okay, Katie Beth, you need to put yourself in the position of one of your potential clients so how does it feel to start you know with a few things holding me back. So mm -hmm. I kind of educated myself on what nutrition looks like when it comes to battling things like 
postpartum or post-surgery, anything mm -hmm. like that. So understanding how bodies react to nutrition, that was a really cool thing. And this time I specifically counted macros instead of staying on a, this is what you eat every single meal. I had to be responsible for myself. Right. So learning macros, learning nutrition and um, kind of learning how to communicate communicate if that makes sense so you have so many people ask you why you're doing a show or why you would be up there why would you put yourself through that aren't you hungry or aren't you tired mm -hmm. and learning how to communicate mm -hmm. properly and lovingly about like your goals and why you're doing what you're doing so it gave me the opportunity to talk to a lot of women and like be able to speak life to them because it can be kind of intimidating if you're I know for me, if I'm standing next to someone at the gym that's like preparing for prep and they're lean as heck, and I'm like, oh, hey there, <laughs> you know, how are you? <laughs> you know, but learning how to be on both sides of that and communicate well. So, um, again, structure can always be repeated. So, I'll add that in uh, macro and nutrition and uh, just communication with people around me, I think would be top three. Yeah. Nice. Very cool. Yeah. I love that. Right. Cause I, I think that's one of the things that was a, a, an eye opener for me when, when Molly started talking to her, you know, nutrition coach was, you know, some of the questions, like just the whole kind of like autobiography that she kind of had to put together. Um, and I was like, seriously. And then it was weird to hear her cause I kind of overheard, I wasn't sitting in the conversation for like the first initial kind of like uh, what they call it, like exploratory call or whatever people call them. Yeah. Um, but um, what, what I thought was weird was um, that, that, you know, like she wanted to know like, okay, the surgeries, like how was the recovery and was it long? Was there complications? Mm -hmm. Because all of like your body, it's almost what I took from it was your body will kind of direct you into a certain area mm -hmm. because it wants to make itself better. So if there's like complications from surgery or whatever, you may actually in a roundabout way learn an eating habit that is kind of subconscious because your body's trying to repair it. It was just weird. It yeah. was crazy to me that it was like, and what's funny is I, 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 there's a guy that I follow on social media. That's, that's a real big, um, keto guy, mm -hmm. but, but he, 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 from what I've seen of him, I, and I don't practice keto, but from what I've seen, he, he teaches keto the right way, right? Like mm -hmm. not all carbs are bad and, and just some different thing. But he has a podcast and he had a guy on that was like, and what they talked about was, is it really as simple as calories in, calories out, right? And so this guy goes into like, no, because you have, um, you know, uh, hormones mm -hmm. and you do have like, like things that like somebody could have been in a car accident when they were seven years old. And like they have an eating issue because of that car accident that happened when they were, it is, it is insane. Yeah. It's like trauma, you know, any trauma that you've been through, whether it be physically, mentally, whatever, plays mm -hmm. a huge role in, uh, in your body, in nutrition, in how your body reacts to certain things. So yeah, it was crazy. Oh yeah. Our bodies are magnificent things. Like mm -hmm. even starting from, you know, going back to infancy, right? Mm -hmm. So if an infant is sick, the mom's body will create something in her milk to help that infant get better. It's so crazy. The things yeah. that like our bodies are capable of doing, like the baby's body tells our body like, Hey, I don't feel good. And they're infants. Yeah. So this is from the yeah. beginning of life that our bodies are communicating to us. Right. And it's right. rare that we are silent enough or quiet enough to listen to what it has mm -hmm. to say. You yeah. know, I think that uh, as trainers, you know, that's something that we learn as we go. And it's a really good thing to talk to our clients about mm -hmm. too, is like being quiet yeah. enough for your body to be like, what is, what's going on? You know, Absolutely. that's cool you guys have that. And, and that, and that not 
obviously not all bodies are the same. What works for someone doesn't work for the other. Cause I've had plenty of, even some of my clients that know that I'm going, that I'm prepping for a show next year that, you know, and they're seeing me, you know, losing weight and my body's changing. They're like, okay, tell me exactly what you're eating. You know, and it's like, well, it's not that simple. It's it's <laughs> to me and my needs and and my body. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, oh, yeah. So, yeah, it's just, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. So before we get to the next question, I just, I just want to explore one thing, because I think we've got a good group of people here to discuss this. But, but one of the things that you, uh, that, that kind of clicked in my brain is, is you said, you know, um, like starting, right. And, and I think a, a lot of people, you know, when you, you, pregnant had the had the triplets and and you were starting again to work out and and do that stuff and you know i think through life there is there's this consistent start of something right we're we're always um you know Ma, molly's right started like several times from her surgeries right so there's there's been these you know i've started from you know, I, I, I'm OCD anyway. So I get on, I'm, oh, I'm going to do all kettlebell workouts. And then it's like, no, I'm going to go back to weights. And then it's like, no, I'm going to do boxing. So there's like all these things, but I'm starting. Right. So I think it's interesting because I think people have this idea that, that like you start, you start and then you just, you just move. There's never like another start. And it's like, no, there's like constant. It seems like yeah. I'm starting this, I'm starting that. And I think all of us on our own kind of entrepreneurial spirit, um, know that that that's the case, but I think it's funny how you'll talk to some people and they're like, like, if you say, start where you are, they're like, huh? Like yeah. I, I'm 37 years old. I've been started for like, however, 365 <laughs> times 37 plus however many days it's like, well, no, you have to, you know, there's some, so anyway, I just yeah. thought that was an interesting thing. So I don't know yeah. if you guys have anything to add to that, but yeah, you know. no, I'm a huge advocate of like, decide there's never a point in which you need to stay in the rut. I talked about this on my Instagram story the other day. So there's an author and speaker that I respect a lot. Her name is Christine Kane. And she spoke um, recently about not staying on the mat. So there's biblically, there is a man who was crippled on his mat and Jesus told him to get up, take his mat and walk. But, you know, Jesus didn't pick him up he had to get up and he had to walk and he'd been on that mat for years and years and years wanted to be healed and that's so much the same case with so many of us like we have to decide to get up so whether you're 37 51 99 like you decide to get up off that mat out of the life that you've been living forever and ever and you roll that mat up and you walk away you know and so i think there's a point you can start anything at any time honestly and it can literally be one minute to the next, if you've been living a certain way, like say, you know, health and fitness, right. Mm -hmm. You've been eating and living a certain life until mm -hmm. one minute ago. And one minute ago, you said to yourself, I don't want to be that way anymore. Yeah. You're done, you know, pick up yeah. that mat and walk. So I'm a firm believer in yeah. starting over and it continues, you know, there's always, yeah. there's always room for progress and changing your life however you want to. So, yeah. Yeah. You know, we were just talking about how, you know, some people like they, you know, okay, I'm going to stick to this, uh, nutrition plan, or I'm going to, you know, eat, eat right, blah, 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 cutting out, you know, sugars or carbs or whatever. Right. And then they, maybe they mess up at breakfast and they're like, Oh, mm. well, forget it. You know, I've already messed up at breakfast. So I'm just going to, I'll just start tomorrow instead of going, okay, I messed up at breakfast, but I still have lunch. Right. So, okay. Yes. My lunch is going to, I'm going to start at my lunch and it's going to be per it's, it's not, and it's okay. It's okay to do that. Not just say, forget it. I've already ruined it for the day. So, you know, 
Absolutely. All right, so here we go. We'll we'll get back to the questions here. So um, the the last question that we were gonna, or the next question that we were gonna ask you was, um, how do you overcome challenges? <laughs> okay, so if you guys are or know anything about the Enneagram world, I'm a seven wing eight, which means I'm a performer first. And then I'm a strict leader second. Okay. <laughs> and so we're those big we're those big idea people that are like, I really want to do this. Now who's gonna make it happen? You know, like mm -hmm. I had the idea, now we create an army. Mm -hmm. And so when there's challenges, I'm always like, oh, this can be defeated quickly. You know, so in my head, something that should take six months, I'm like, oh, two days, easy. You know, yeah. and then you have <laughs> one who's alive, like my husband, who's the investigator, and he's like, mm let's look into that a little bit more, you know, with logic, shockingly yeah. enough. Right. And so I think when it comes to challenges, it takes a lot of, um, sorry, if you can hear my kids. They just woke up. No, that's okay. <laughs> Good background music. Um, but through like discussions and counseling with people smarter than I am, I've come to the point in my life where I no longer think that my first thought is correct. <laughs> and so I often, if it's a serious if it's a serious challenge, I usually seek counsel from like, I have my husband, I trust mm -hmm. my father deeply. I look mm -hmm. up to my brothers and sister-in-laws a lot. And so if it's, if it's a serious challenge, then that's usually my first thing is just to seek counsel. Mm -hmm. um, but if it's, I don't know, if it's more of a simple challenge, you just kind of like hoof it, you make it through. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. no, for sure. Yeah. yeah, I love it. Perfect. All right. So what has been your biggest insight or take away from your journey? Mm. So, so insight or takeaway from my journey, man, it's, you know, Molly and I talked about this a little bit in our meeting this morning, but it's truly bringing yourself to a point where you are humble enough to know that you don't know it all if that makes sense. So mm -hmm. there's so much that changes daily. There's so many curveballs that get thrown into life. And, you know, we think for so many years as like children and teenagers. And like you said, Jeremy, earlier in your early, mid, late twenties, some people even like in their sixties and seventies still have this idea that like, this is how I am and nothing's going to change. Mm -hmm. But there's never a point in our life where we can't, you know, let go of that pride and decide, I don't know what's going on right now. Yep. And I need to, you know, like I said a second ago, but I need to seek counsel. That's been my mm -hmm. number one thing that I've learned here is humbling myself to ask questions. Yeah. Because for 26 years of my life, I was like, um, I don't need to ask anybody anything because I know this, you know? And then I was like, actually your life is a plane wreck, but it's fine. <laughs> Maybe you should ask somebody a question, but yeah, it's just seeking counsel and knowing, um, seeking out people who are wiser than you and may know more than yeah. you would be my number one thing. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I, I think, you know, I think that's why we've kind of, you know, dove in head first into like some of the coaching stuff that we've been a part of, right. Is it's, you know, we, 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 we tend to have all these things in our heads, but it, it helps to have somebody or, or, or a group of people go, you know, let's, let's prioritize or let's, you know, let's, let's get the low hanging fruit, however people go about it. Um, and, and it's nice to have somebody check you, right? Mm -hmm. It's like, mm, yeah, maybe not, or mm, yeah, let's do that. Or, you know, cause, cause we all get in our heads that we're gonna, 
I'm going to do this. And then it's like, no, you're not. Cause you need like a million dollars. Well, okay. But anyway, still, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or some big investment. I, you know, something crazy. So, all right. Uh, almost there. What is something about you that most people don't know? Oh gosh. I'm not very exciting. Are you looking for something riveting? Um, let me think. Oh gosh, I don't want to make this boring, but I am not. Okay, I'll give you two things that are relatively dull. But um, I have one, two, three, four, four tattoos, maybe five. I'm not sure. Let me. Oh, I see. Look at that. I didn't know that. Yeah, and a lot of a lot of people don't know that. Um, and then I've ridden a bull before. I've ridden one twice actually uh-huh. in Colorado um don't don't recommend it because I wrecked my spine big time but I actually cut into these high school rodeo boys they had their practice and they said well if you pay 20 bucks we'll give you a vest and helmet and you can jump on a bull with like ride one of our practice bulls uh-huh. and I was like 21 at the time and I was like that sounds like a really good idea no way I can myself. <laughs> so threw him 20 bucks the first time I just slid off because I was scared threw him another 20 because my pride got in the way yeah I held on for like two and a half seconds and then got bucked off and couldn't hear anything for probably a minute and a half so it was a real good time (laughs) wow that's crazy that is awesome I I love it not have done that (laughs) no it was I mean it was fun at the time yeah of course That's very yeah. Cool. So I, I usually, I, I know, I think people that listen to the podcast know this, but, but the one that I always sandbag and I'm only bringing it up because you said the bull riding is I, I actually rode bareback horses when I was in the military. I was part of a military rodeo cowboys association. No and I, way. Won, I, I was the, uh, I was the bareback riding champion of the 1999 camp Pendleton, all military rodeo. So. Okay. Do you have He's a buckle? buckle. Yeah, I got the buckle to prove it. Yes. <laughs> So that's, that's my, like, what is something about you that like, and especially like at work when we have like weird, weird, like trainings or whatever, and people see me, they're like, seriously? (laughs) That's awesome. Oh my God. We need to have an event where you wear jeans so we can see the buckle. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. People would not know that like the Jeremy and I were huge, like, I don't know. Shit kickers. Shit kickers in high school. Like the whole we'd go country dancing she doesn't know what shit kickers are i don't they kick shit you know like they're out there with the cow shit and the horse shit they kick shit sorry i hope your parents are gonna listen to this and be like who's that jeremy guy he's weird anyway (laughs) no they weren't all language um but anyways yeah so we did the whole wranglers boots we'd go dancing and yeah i know no one would know that about us but hey i studied agriculture for a year and a half because i thought i was going to be an ag teacher in my life really there you go there's a fact. So I was right there with you. I still go two-stepping. I love two-stepping. I'm I all do. Fun. We love it. every now and then. We're like, wouldn't it be fun to go dancing? Like, yeah, I think the last time we did, Molly had a not-so-fortunate experience in a McDonald's parking lot. <laughs> drank a little too much. <laughs> this sounds podcast worthy. I'm enjoying Oh, it. <laughs> you know, it, it's, hey, we've all, we've all, if somebody doesn't have weird stories, they're Some just not story, living life. Right. They're just lying to you is what they're exactly. doing. Exactly. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> all right. I'm, all right. So on the last question we have for you, here we go. We got it. We're, we're coming, coming to the end. How can people find out more about you and connect with you? 
love this question. Yeah. Well, you can follow me on Instagram. My handle is CB underscore times T I M E S underscore three spelled out. Um, you can find me at the hub gym Mm -hmm. website. I think I'm on there. So I'm one of the trainers, Katie Beth Robertson (laughs) and Facebook. Mm -hmm. So Katie Beth Truett Robertson, there's a hyphen in Katie Beth. So, and I think it'll be spelt on here. It'll be in the show uh, but, notes. Yeah. yeah, and and we'll have all this in the show notes because you sent it to us. But we still like Perfect. people to be able to be like, "Hey, mm-hmm. you hit me here," and and you know, any sometimes people don't put like show like uh, links or something, and they'll be like, "Oh, and I also have this or that." So that's mm-hmm. why we want to give the opportunity for you to plug whatever it is you want to plug. Right. Oh, well, Thank I you. do sell Arvon, so I am a big advocate of their skincare, our makeup, wearing it right now. And our fizzies. So I do <laughs> and all I have crossed over to the skincare side because yeah. I am in my 40s and <laughs> and I love it. It's amazing. So I will plug that with you. Yeah. Look at yeah. that. I'm a convert. Yeah. So you can throw my link in there. It's just katiebethrobertson.arbon.com. And okay. you can find all the goodies on there. That's what me and the kids and Jace all do all the nutrition, our protein and everything, and everything else in our house is slowly turned into our bond (laughs) (laughs) there you go so yeah that's that's me very cool awesome well any final thoughts Mm, i just appreciate you guys thank you for thinking of me it's really really i truly appreciate it it's honestly humbling and neat to be on something like this because i know that your platform is full of really powerful people and Mm -hmm. you could interview whoever you want and i just really appreciate that you chose to hang out with me for a little bit so thank you well you know we were talking it's like we've had all these guys on there and i'm like we need some powerful women so you are our first powerful woman to be on the podcast look at that aside from me of course but the powerful woman you are our first powerful woman guest so thank you we appreciate you taking the time i know your time is precious and valuable with your three beautiful children and everything else you do you are amazing at the gym by five and Ugh, and then your day just goes a.m. Yeah. yeah a.m. yeah not p.m. a.m. <laughs> so. it doesn't look good but we make it there you know <laughs> <laughs> that's right and a smile on your face so well katie beth thank you so much for being on the podcast and uh we will we'll see if we get you on again here we're, we're we'll be going round two at some point mm-hmm. love it i love it all right talk to you soon all right thank you thank you mm-hmm. friends bye bye bye